Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly podcast, guys. This week, April 26, 2021, Season 3, Episode 16. Chris here, as well as Charles. What's going on, Charles? Chris Weedman's leg. Chris. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Don't don't Google uh, snapped trending <laughs> oh. on uh, Twitter this past thing for the UFC if you want to yeah. uh, see something horrible. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, if you want to see a man's appendage become nudely, mm. then... Uh, and you know what? Though we were just talking about this, it's the same dude who Anderson Silva broke his leg on you know, so eight crazy. years ago or whatever. Yeah, so crazy. It's nuts. Uh, but anyway, Google that if you want to see something gross. Uh, this week's topics <laughs> of the Rock News Weekly podcast, though, include Mudvayne reunion dates. So Ooh. we're going to be talking about that. Corn confirms writing is done on their new album. They also just did a live stream this past weekend. Uh, Incarceration Festival lineup is out. We'll let you know that what that's all about, who's on there. New books coming out this fall about John Bonham, the first actual authorized biography about John, Bo- John okay. Bonham. That'll be cool. Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath also have some things in the works. We'll talk about that. My Chemical Romance cancels their 2021 tour dates and their Aftershock headlining appearance. Oh. Plus, this week in music history trivia once again, this week's new releases and more. All of our links are up, of course, at rocknewsweekly.com. No matter how you listen, you guys can check that out. Uh, of course, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Uh, this past week's releases, uh, we had wow. new stuff from Dinosaur Jr., as we mentioned. That's a um, lot. Porter Robinson, uh, Silverware, Todd Snyder, Tom Jones. But look at then coming up on this Friday of April 30th, we got new ones here from Ooh. Crumb, Don Richard, Dropkick Murphys. Ooh. Got a new album. Oh, Turn cool. up that dial. That sounds kind of cool. Gojira. Oh, Gojira. Gojira. Yes. I love Gojira. Uh, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, we saw them at Aftershock. They're pretty great. Uh, Ooh, they're yeah. going to be opening up for the Deftones I, on yeah. Deftones oh, really? tour this uh, coming year. Imagine that. So I know awesome. that Deftones have two dates with them. In California, it's going to be L.A. and Oakland, I believe. Nice. In September. Nice. Uh, Gojira is going to be opening up for Deftone, so check that out. Are they doing um, Aftershock this year? I don't know yet. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head if they're on that lineup. I hope they are. I mean, could you imagine? Because I I saw that 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 Saturday is an an opening for the headliner for Aftershock. Right. Wouldn't it be cool if Gojira? Yeah. I think or Deftones and then Gojira got uh, snuck in there as well because they're part of that tour. So, I mean, why not, right? That you would know? make it. Oh, my God. I'm giddy. I got <laughs> goosebumps. Cool. Well, we'll see. Yeah, and we'll talk about that Aftershock uh, mystery headlining spot that's going to be, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, hopefully, announced. Uh, but new albums in the meantime coming out this Friday on the 30th from uh, Guided by Voices as well. Manchester Orchestra. Uh, Matt Sweeney and Bonnie, Paul Jacobs. Okay. Royal Blood's got a new album Okay, out. cool. Yeah, that, nice. we've been playing it on the bear quite a bit. Um, the two new tracks, Typhoons, the title track. As well as Troubles Coming, I think, was the first uh, single that they put off of there. Oh, okay. And I've heard that. Yep. They're really good tracks. And uh, I guess, um, I think, that I forget the dude's name, but the lead singer, he recently got sober. And he was saying that this album, like, uh, was a result of that. And he says it's one of okay. their strongest, more focused albums they put out. So nice. if you're a Royal Blood fan, make sure you pick it up. Because they, they say it's one of their best ones. And uh, 
you know, he's uh, turning over a new leaf, so to speak, with all of that. So awesome. Good for him, you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so this week, tour news kicking it off this week was the big announcement that Mudvayne is reuniting after a 12-year hiatus, wow. guys. It's been 12 years. 2009 was the last time Mudvayne played, and now they're back, and it's only four festival dates that we're getting this year. And we get one of them here in California. So they're kicking it off with the Incarceration Music uh, and Tattoo Festival, which is in Ohio. We'll go over that lineup in just a bit. Uh, They're also on the Louder Than Life Festival in Kentucky, Aftershock in California, and Welcome to Rockville in Florida. These dates are the only shows that they're playing this year and their first shows since 2009. Uh, Mudvayne formed way back in 96. The band is known for their sonic experimentation, innovative album art, face and body paint, masks and uniforms. They were pr- uh, pretty crazy back then, kind of yeah. like when Slipknot was getting popular for that kind of style. Yep. Mudvayne came out around the same time that was very similar. They were very different. Yeah. They remind me a little bit more of like kind of how Wes Borland uh, from Limp Biscuit. You remember how he oh, used yeah. to have some pretty crazy face paint and like contact lenses? Yep, and yep. Mudvayne was very similar to that. They had a lot of crazy face paint and di- different stuff. They were pretty wild. It's like performance art. Yeah, and I yeah. like that first album, LD50, was really good. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was really, the bass on it was really like out there, and it sounded just like up in the forefront. Yeah. And as a bass player at the time, I remember that album really stuck out for me. It was a really cool album. Um, so anyway, so yes, here's Incarceration Festival. So check this out. Here's the lineup. It reminds me so Whoa. much of, of basically Aftershock Festival uh, from 2019. Look at that. It looks just like Aftershock. Look at look that's at that crazy. Lineup, Mastodon, that, it's the same thing. Kill Switch Engage. The only thing that's different is Mudvayne is headlining on Saturday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The Who's there? Uh, yeah. Steel, Steel Panther, I think, was there. We had Bad Flower. We had Mastodon. We had. Uh, a day to remember. Oh, yes, we did. Motionless and white. All that remains. Devil wears Prada. Oh yeah. Fire from the gods. Oh, fire from the gods. Yeah. We had all the. I remember interviewing them. that guy. Yeah, yeah. From fire from the gods. Um, uh, some of those other ones on there. Uh, can't really. Uh, I think that not too many that I remember interviewing. But I, rem- I I've seen this lineup type of stuff before at. Uh, we Aftershock, did. so it was basically kind of a recycled, but... We interviewed The Who, and that was awesome. Yes, those guys, the Mongolian, The Who, the band uh, H.U. for everybody. The Who? You interviewed The Who? No, it's actually uh, <laughs> these, these guys that sing like throat metal from Mongolia, and it's pretty awesome. They're called The Who, H.U. Make sure you guys check them out. This is this is who we interviewed in uh, 2019 at Aftershock. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, it was The Parlor Mob, New Language, Sick Puppies, Fu Manchu... Fire from the Gods, The Crystal Method, Fishbone, and The Who. That's right. Yep. That was pretty awesome. And hopefully we're going to get a good uh, set of interviews uh, for you guys again this year. We're going to have to see how it goes with Aftershock. We don't have uh, a lot of festival passes to give away like we normally do through the station. So we're just going to have to see how all that goes. But, of course, you guys can tune in here on the Garage Rock Show podcast for all that coverage. When we get it, it's going to be awesome. Um, all right, so as we mentioned, Incarceration is out. Check that out if you guys are in Ohio or in that area. Uh, that's going to be your biggest festival uh, for the rock festivals this year. And it's Incarceration because 
it's a tattoo festival as well. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of a little play on words oh, there. That's cool. So check it out. You can get tattooed while you're drunk at the festival. Yeah. And regret it later. And, and, and be like, what was I doing? Yeah. And of course, festival tattoos won't be up to 150% in cost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course not. Right. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, do yeah. that little tiny thing for $350. No problem, man. You got it. And then you get home and it's like all sloppily done on a part. And you're like, gosh, yeah. darn it. You know, I know. You're like, oh, my God. I don't God. think that'd be a good idea. But cool lineup anyway. Here's the what I was talking about, Deftones, with their tour. Yes. Uh, it's kicking off in Spain on June Whoa, 3rd. Oh, look at that. Lalo, check out the uh, the, the places that they're all playing. Look at they're, all. That's a world tour. That's yeah, crazy. So you guys in the U.K. Oops. Uh, you guys in the U.K. are really lucky. I mean, you're getting a lot of uh, really cool dates here. Let me scroll back up to it because I kind of skipped forward. Look at Chino. God, he's awesome. Uh, their new album, of course, of course, is really good. If you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, Ceremony, I believe, is the name of it, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I was listening to it the other day. Ceremony, I actually they have a title track. It's called Ceremony. I can't remember if that's. Oh no, it's called Ohms. That's it's called right. Ohms. That's it. Uh, Ohms. Ohms. Yeah. And then Ceremony yeah. is the latest single that was, we've been playing on the bear. We we were just listening to Ohms. Um, <laughs> I don't know the. I don't know if you remember that Lalo. We were listening to to Ohms, the new Deftones track, um, in the car. They all. So you guys go ahead and listen to um, Deftones. You could listen to it on Amazon Music or Spotify or whatever right. off the new album, and then drink the Deftones beer, Phantom Bride. <laughs> Dude, we just saw it at Rayleigh's. Uh, Dolly yeah. had never seen it before, yeah. and she, I was like, "Check. Have you seen the beer, uh, Deftones beer?" She's That's all, good. "No." I was like, "Here it is. It's from Belching Beaver. I think it's in Oregon." Uh, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's an Oregon brewery, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's good beer. Belching um, Beaver also does peanut butter stout. That's, that's right, peanut butter stout. Yeah. yeah, so check that out. Uh, Deftones and all the tour dates. We they're coming to Spain, Switzerland, Croatia, Italy, Italy Hungary, Poland, Germany, uh, Russia. Look at Barcelona, Ukraine. Spain. Wow, Romania. That's pretty crazy. They're In Barcelona, Spain, the festival is called Razzmatazz. Razzmatazz, <laughs> it is. Razzmatazz. Look at that. That's so funny. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah Moscow at the Luzinki Park Live Festival, which oh, is a wow. huge festival, I guess, in Moscow. This is pretty. This is pretty impressive. What, Here's what our an dates. Check it tour. out in California. Oh, wow. it's the Greek Theater in L.A. and then the Bill Graham in San Francisco. Oh yeah, I love on the that. September seventeenth and eighteenth. Uh, so nice. Lots of good um, West Coast dates, and it looks like the look at that. They're going to be in Portugal. At the, oh, uh, so cool. Porto, Portugal at the North Music Festival 2021. And Nicely then all done. those dates are with Gojira. So check Man. that out, guys. That's cool. Gojira puts on it's I can only describe it as if, you, if nobody's seen them live, like a, a like a you're spellbound when yeah. their, their music is so hard, like it's hardcore. But at the same time, like everything's so measured yeah it's very that, technical it's like yeah. mashuga oh like, yeah big it, time it, where it kind of puts you in that trance of like holy moly you know you get lost yeah. in it in the timings uh all right so we were mentioning aftershocks losing their saturday night headliner with my chemical romance pulling out of all of their 2021 tour dates including aftershock festival hmm. the entire look at all these tour dates are rescheduled for next year these are next year's tour dates so this is not going to be happening this year. Oh, okay. So 2022, they're going to kick off the tour in Philadelphia, August 29th of 2022. Okay. So that's lo looks like what is going to be the case. They had a big UK tour as well, and that got totally canceled. And we are not seeing a rescheduling of that just yet. 
So unfortunately, guys, in the UK, that doesn't look good. But it looks like maybe the later part of 2022, you may get something. Okay. N not sure about that. But um, yeah, check it out. My Chemical Romance website, I guess, for uh, more info on that. Unfortunate, though. Uh, so let's speculate real quick before we move on to the books and stuff. Gotcha. Um, Aftershock Festival for Saturday Night Headliner. We were saying maybe Deftones. Yeah. What do you think is another possibility? Like, because it's being sandwiched back to back with Metallica on Friday and Saturday night. And who huh. would be a good mix up of an artist for Saturday, or excuse me, Friday and Sunday night for Metallica? And then Saturday night is the open slot now. Well, let's see. We do have see. Mudvayne there. They did announce Mudvayne as the mystery reunion band, which was on their lineup on their website with a bunch of question marks for a while. Yeah. And that was Mudvayne. That was announced as Mudvayne. So they're not going to be the headliners, uh, even though they are headlining at Incarceration. Yeah. Um, I wonder who's going to be the headliner at Aftershock. What do now, you think? Now that you've said it, uh, now that you said it, I'm thinking um, Deftones. Or Gojira, either either one of those would be pretty awesome. I think Deftones would be more of the headliner because they're from Sacramento. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be a pretty good, be easy. That'd be pretty awesome, yeah. and it seems like they'd be totally down to do it. Man, and they're already on tour, and the tour yeah. dates line up with it. That would be killer. That'd be great. Um, that would be a really classy move, Aftershock. So I know you're listening, Danny. Yep. Danny Wimmer, you're, you listen to the podcast all the time. Oh yeah, so. he's a big fan. So. Do it, dude. Yep, Get the Deftones in there. You're going to appease the local fans. That's a good balance of a different type of an artist to mm -hmm. uh, complement Metallica. So... Boom! There and, you go. And and remember <laughs> that uh, remember that you got to get on these the hot new products um, like crow's milk or um, yeah. Uh, when are we gonna get our crow's jack. milk or krill reserve, um, krill reserve tent yeah. out there, Danny? Yeah. At aftershock. Yeah, come on, meow. The people the people want triple baleen filtered. Yes. Uh, krill reserve. Yar. On a hot October night. <laughs> hot October. You know, uh, I, don't I don't know, know. why that sounded That's nasty not, to me yeah. for some reason. Well, and it doesn't a sound right. October night. <laughs> a hot October night does not work. <laughs> it sounded nasty. Work. A hot October night. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Dio. Yeah, so check him Dio, out. Dio, time to go. That's right. Uh, in early September, guys, a brand new photo book. It's a coffee table book, 440 pages. What? And it's That's like uh, the Beastie Boys book. I know. It's chronicling basically his entire time with Black Sabbath and Heaven and Hell. The book has been produced with the full cooperation of his widow, Wendy Dio, and Sabbath bandmates, Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler. Mm -hmm. And it includes like a new interview with uh, Geezer and Tony about that era with um, all kinds of cool little Q&A uh, about that time. Nice. And sharing some stories, personal stories about Ronnie and all that stuff. And it's pretty amazing. Uh, this this 440-page coffee table book is going to be spanning his entire Black Sabbath Ooh. career uh, as well as his stuff with Dio and Heaven and Hell. So check it out. That's going nice. to be a really cool book. And it's coming out this September. It's I love called it. Sabbath the Dio years. So love it. I love there it. There you go. Maybe the the members of the, maybe the uh, the listeners of this podcast can can point um can point out the song I just sang or the lyrics from the song I just sang right now. Do it again. And post it. Dio, it's time to go. You must give your cape and scepter to me. And another one for KG. Is that from like uh, Tenacious D or something? Oh, you gave the answer. Oh, okay. It was it, it, Chris, <laughs> Chris. I don't know Chris the song, yeah. but I could guess that that would be a Jack Black type yeah. of lyric there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's that's a straight up. The entire song is a dedication to to, to Dio. That's it's awesome. it, it's great. It's a great it's a great song. If well you guys played, are Jack Black. Tenacious D fans. Tenacious D. Yep. Uh, all right. 
check this out. The very first major John Bonham bio is announced. Nice. And it's also coming out in September. Lots of rock books are coming out this year. We talked about Dave Grohl's thing. Um, Ang- remember uh, John- Brian Johnson from ACDC? Yeah, yeah. He's got his first autobiography, uh, yep. Dave Grohl. First one for John Bonham is coming out. Nice. Uh, which I'm really interested in, in checking some of this out because he's got a pretty storied life and a, a lot of tall tales about him. Oh, yeah. That I'd love to hear some more detail about some of the stuff. So it's called Beast, John Bonham and the Rise of Led Zeppelin by author C.M. Cushions and will be released Hatchet Books with Foo Fighters Dave Grohl supplying the 384-page foreword. Oh, cool. Wow. That's what? pretty impressive. Holy moly, man. Whoa. Uh, so he's going to be doing the forward to that huge book. Um, and John Bonham first. Okay, so, well, I don't want to read Oh, that. you know what? I'll bet you anything it's like the Beastie Boys book, which also is a huge book. By the way, anybody who wants to read something good, read the Be- Beastie oh, Boys yeah. book. It's amazing. That's right. But, like, the majority of the book is full of pictures and, and like, right. even, like, um, ingredients to, like, things they used to make while they were on tour and all kinds of cool stuff. It's probably something like that. Yep, that's going to be cool, so make sure you guys check that out. It's coming out September 7th, Beast, John Bonham and the Rise of Led Zeppelin, uh, first major biography of the late drummer. Dope. Um, And speaking of Zeppelin, there's a new Led Zeppelin biography set for November of this year. Oh. November 9th uh, via Penguin Press, just over 50 years to the day of Led Zeppelin's legendary untitled fourth al- album, Led Zeppelin 4. Oh, yeah. Is Bob Spitz's new book on the band. It's called Led Zeppelin, The Biography. He's best known for his critically acclaimed 2005 biography, The Beatles. Yeah. So he did that one for The Beatles. It eventually uh, turned into a movie and a documentary. And Yeah. So this Zeppelin one is going to get his treatment as well. Um, it's, it, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no no! I was gonna say it. it I, I I know that they changed the title. Um, it, it originally. Oh, what was the original title? It was originally called Led Zeppelin. What the fuck is a hedgerow? That's <laughs> that was the the title of the documentary. Right, and that just didn't. I don't know. It didn't land too well. It just didn't, it didn't. really. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's a good one. I heard the other yeah. one was gonna be Led Zeppelin. Way to steal black people's music, you <laughs> crooks. And that was that, that didn't that land didn't, well with that critics. Didn't fan well. That yeah. didn't fan well. Uh, they didn't. They didn't like that one either. If you guys don't know what Chris is referencing, uh, look that up. Their first two albums, please. It's pretty. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's for pretty, such an iconic band, they really did steal. Pretty a lot. shameful on those first two albums, guys. Yeah. But they were uh, a great band, and this book does look to be pretty cool nice. uh, as well, to be honest. So uh, check that out. It's coming out in November. Um, all right, Dave Grohl is doing his From the Cradle to the Stage and is premiering next month on Paramount. It's nice. a six-part documentary about Dave Grohl and his mother. Uh, well, and it's it's all different artists and their mothers. The whole thing is it's famous performers along with their mothers, including Brandi Carlisle, Miranda Lambert, Getty Lee, Tom Morello, yeah. Dan Reynolds, and uh, Pharrell Williams. Nice. So it's about like basically they have their mom in there and they talk about what it was like raising them and kind of their, their you know how they got involved and all of that stuff. Oh yeah, that's pretty neat having their moms on there and all oh that. yeah, big time. And uh, they're how supportive or maybe you know the crazy times that you know what they went through. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's pretty neat. It's coming out on May sixth on Paramount Plus, which I guess is probably through their app it's like hbo max or something you know uh you know i'm glad that dave Grohl listens to this podcast because he I does can, he's a huge fan yeah i can say this to him and um and and he won't get offended but hey dave Grohl, your mother <laughs> is is on this documentary that's right it's on this documentary 
And she's a wonderful person. And she is. That's right. All of these mothers are. <laughs> these mothers. Mother's Day coming up. Right? Yeah. In May, something or other. Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. Yes, so absolutely. it looks like it actually lines up maybe with that. It's only mm-hmm. coming out May 6th, so maybe it's right around that time. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, apparently, Mick Jagger uh, worked with Dave Grohl recently on a track called Easy Sleazy. Oh, wow. And they did it. It was kind of a one-off thing. He says, quote, I'm not saying I won't ever uh, play with Dave again. I'd love to. I'd love to do some other things with him, but this is just a one-off for now. It's just a fun thing. Okay. Uh, Jagger spoke about he, how he and Grohl connected in the first place, which is, he said, quote, we met a few times. We played together on Saturday Night Live, and I guess it was back in 2012 yeah. that they played together. And then uh, he said we did a jam in New York. I'm not saying we're the closest friends or anything, but we've kind of kept in touch. I really like his style. He's a great musician, very all-around guy. He can play a lot of instruments really well, and he's kind of a really rocky and lots of energy, which I like. And so I thought the Rolling Stones are a band that works very much in a room together in a room, and that wasn't possible. He went on to say about how Easy Sleazy came to be. He said, so I thought to do this song, it's going to have to be someone that's going to be working remotely. And I bet Dave's in L.A. in his house, and I bet his studio's <laughs> in his house, which, yeah. of course, it is. Of so course. So it was very easy. And I said, well, do you? what do you think? You want to do it? And he said, send me a song. I'm going in yeah. tomorrow. So we just did it straight away, so that was really easy. I mean, he's a very easy person to get on with, so it was a lot of fun. I'll bet you anything, Dave Grohl, considering the amount of, of music that he pumps out, like just nonstop, he probably, there's probably a studio in his house and in his car and <laughs> right. in the bathroom and inside of the garage refrigerator. I know, right? Yep, he's just got a, a drum yeah. set on his toilet seat. Like <laughs> yeah. when he's taking a crap, he could just sit there and play out a drum thing and record yeah. it. He just wrote yeah. 12 songs. Wrote, on the, wrote this album. on the toilet, guys. It's the, the toilet EP. Yeah, and like, and like, and seriously, this is this is how it is. All the songs that he wrote while he was taking a dump, like 12 of them, like eight of them are like, oh, that's pretty good. Four of them are fucking amazing. <laughs> They're just It'll be awesome. number one hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Dave Grohl. Uh, all right. Some more new music on the way from Korn as they confirm that they've finished writing their new album. Apparently done court within quarantine. He said uh, on Kerrang! Kerrang! magazine, he said, quote, We've just got done writing a record. It's like an act of God to get us all together to do anything. We have to plan that all out. I'm sure there are a bazillion other bands with new music to release, too. In the meantime, let's just go out, play live, and have some fun. End mm. quote. Cool. Uh, the new album's follow-up to 2019's The Nothing. They just came out with a new album. Yeah. And I guess they wrote another one during quarantine. It feels like we were we were just talking about this. I know. And they just played a live stream this past Saturday. Wow. Uh, it was that Corn Monumental downtown L.A. thing. Uh, so they're on a roll right now. So there you go, Corn fans. Is that Adam Jones? Yep. And Tool's back catalog got some new certifications this week. Yes. So uh, we are talking about Tool's three albums that sold another million copies apiece in yes. the U.S. Uh, just recently, certified as such last week by the recording industry. Those include their 1992 album, uh Undertow, 2001 Lateralis, mm-hmm. and 2006 is 10,000 Days. Yes. Undertow and Lateralis went from being two times multi platinum to three times multi platinum. Oh, yes. While 10,000 Days achieved double platinum certification for the first time this month. Uh, the boost in certification is likely due to the fact that Tools Music is now available on streaming oh, services. Yeah. Prior to August 19, 2019, they didn't have anything available yeah. for streaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it was, true. So now they just got like a million yeah. extra in about a year's time on oh, all yeah. three of those albums, million certified sales. Uh, pretty impressive. You know, when, digital. when they first started streaming Tool, I swear to God, it was like, 
like my my phone was pinging like every five seconds. Oh, I know, right? With all of my friends who are all tool, all all of the coolest Check people out, in the world, hey. all tool friends. Yeah, yeah. It's just Finally. it was just yeah, so so cool that I can get on Amazon Music. I mean, I already have all. We already have all of tool stuff. But like that, I could get on Amazon and just create like a playlist and just let it run through, or just do right. like random tool tracks. It's just, it's just straight Pretty up amazing, awesome, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good job, guys. <laughs> Good Go- job. Google a picture of D. Snyder. Uh, no, so D. You can, Snyder. Uh, Twisted Sister frontman <laughs> D. Snyder. Uh, put D. Snyder on stage <laughs> in makeup, and then you can follow along with this story. Um, yeah, and also Google iced earth guitarist John Schaefer if you want to see a real piece of shit. Because this guy was one of the dudes that got busted when he stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, yeah. Screw that guy. John Schaefer is the guitarist for Iced Earth. And it's a heavy metal band in the metal community. They're kind of known. Yeah. Uh, and Twisted Sister frontman Dee Snyder had some choice words for him uh, as <laughs> it was revealed that he was part of it. And he apparently he's on trial ratting out a bunch of people. Oh, so no way. Dee Snyder the- goes on uh, social media. He's very outspoken. He goes, quote, This piece of shit is an embarrassment to the metal community. (laughs) First, he shames us with his terrorist actions in D.C. Then he becomes a rat to his own people for a lighter sentence. Oh, man. Man the F up. Own your shit. If you do the crime, do the time. Snyder uh, Snyder went on to post, quote, I'm glad for our country's sake that he's ratting, but it speaks volumes about the man he is. I was raised differently. You commit a crime. You shut up and take your punishment. You never throw under the uh, others under the bus. And you can bet their ass they aren't waterboarding this POS. Oh, yeah. Let me be clear on this. No one should ever rat out or throw their friends or families or cohorts under the bus. That's... <laughs> That's BS. It's a problem with today's society. Everyone's so tough until they get caught, yeah. and they're quick to blame everyone else. Uh, Takashi six nine. Yeah, it seems like a yeah. lot of yeah, a lot of people are doing that kind of thing. So. Yeah, they just give it up. They have like twelve songs talking about how they would never give it up, and then they just immediately give it up. He it's was, like we're not going to put frosting on your cake in prison. <laughs> right? I'll tell you everything. Uh, anything you want to know. Anything you. Want. <laughs> You have to have orange juice instead of <laughs> soda. Oh my, oh god, my god, I can't live another yeah. day. My mom drove me to pick up that gun. It's my mom. So check this out, right? Look at John Schaefer is the first rioter to have been offered a plea deal, and he was faced to six six. Uh, he was excuse me, faced to set, uh, face six charges for his part mm. in the January sixth attack. And due to his plea arrangements, four of those charges have been dropped. Ooh, well, that's pretty With the guitarist pleading guilty to some other ones. And he's facing a total of 30 years in prison. Well, CNN reporting that he'll most likely serve up to four and a half years. Well, that's what you get for being kind of a dick, dude. Yep. So good good on you, D. Snyder, for um, calling it out. Also, just random random for our audience here. D. Snyder, his, the way that he looked in, in makeup, definitely was not... The inspiration for the Aerosmith song, Dude Looks Like a Lady. But I posed this for our audience last week, and I said, let us know if you know who was right. the inspiration for um, Dude Looks Like a Lady. And so since since uh, since it's been a full week, um, we're going to let you know. The inspiration to that song, which we covered in a podcast three weeks ago, was Vince Neil. That's right. Yep, Vince Neil. They walked into a bar. And they they looked over and they saw this hot blonde, platinum blonde with all the curves and all the right places. That's what they said, quote. (laughs) And it turns around and it's Vince Neil's ugly mug. (laughs) And then they wrote that song. Yeah, yeah. Totally true. They recently uh, confirmed that story in an interview. Yeah. Uh, I think the the writer of the official writer of that song. Anyway, all right, let's move on to some uh, birthdays and trivia this week, guys. Nice. 
Rock birthdays, Iggy Pop. Nice, Iggy Can't, Pop. Cannot believe Ooh. Iggy Pop is still alive. Holy Good, shit, he's I know. 74. Good birthdays this this yeah. time. Robert uh, Robert, Robert Smith, Smith. Yeah. Uh, front man, founder of The Cure, 62. Nice. And Peter Frampton, the uh, guitarist, singer-songwriter, 71 this week. Robert Smith was single-handedly was the cause of, I'm sure, a lot of my teenage angst and depression. For, right. I'm sure he was the I cause the of me. a lot of eyeliner and lipstick <laughs> sales in the yeah. dark black lipstick sales in yeah. the 80s. Big time. Uh, all right, so oh, let's Spider move on Man's to some trivia, guys. <laughs> this week in music history trivia. Yes! In 1976. Yes! Let's uh, go all the way back to 1976, nice. all right? With the rumors of a Beatles reunion swirling at the time, Saturday Night Live executive producer Lorne Michaels goes on camera, and, it, and he does this live on television and offers the band, the Beatles, this month, this much money to reunite on the show. Paul McCartney and John Lennon are actually watching at Lennon's New York City apartment at the time and consider showing up on a lark, but pass up the opportunity. Wow. How much do you think Lauren Michaels offered the Beatles on the air at the time? Was it A, $3,000, B, $30,000, or C, $300,000? Hmm. This is... This one, I think this one, I think I, 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 I can, like, okay. automatically tell which one it is. All right, what do you think? So I'm guessing that thir- in 1976, 30,000 um, today is like probably roughly maybe um, 60 or 65,000, which is a pretty decent amount pretty for 1960. Yeah. So I don't know, Lalo. What, what, what do you think? 3,000, 30,000. I'm going with B. 30,000. Good number. Good middle okay. Good middle point. Let's go with 30,000. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's see what the answer is. It was actually A, $3,000. Um, that's, that's because that was union scale at the time for musicians and actors in the industry. Wow. Some say the lowball offer doesn't entice them and they come up with their own plan for the rooftop performance. But, I mean, Lauren Michaels, don't you think you would have offered maybe a little bit more than... Three thousand dollars for the Beatles to reunite. I uh, got that's just amazing. That three thousand dollars <laughs> even in nineteen seventy six. That's what like John Lennon and like Yoko Ono wiped their asses with, and I then can't made art it, with it. When I read that, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, that's, that's all crazy. he offered him. That's crazy. That's I was completely off. That's that's mind blowing. Right? So there you go. That's apparently what they got offered. Mind blowing. I, I think we got another trivia here for you guys. Ooh. Another yes. on this week in music history trivia in 1961. This one's a tricky one. Bob Dylan makes his professional recording debut when he plays this instrument on the Harry Belafonte recording of Midnight Special. Dylan makes only $50 for the session, but it's his first official recording credit. You what, know, oh. what instrument did he play? Was it A, the bass, B, harmonica? or C, piano. 1961, Bob Dylan's debut recording, uh, recording debut, I should say. Uh, What credit did he have on this recording? What do you guys think? You know, um, oh, man. Um, Okay, Lalo, what, let's, let's see, what, what? I'm going to go with B, harmonica, just because it seems like kind of the oddball out of the two. Okay, B, harmonica. That's interesting. All right. Good. Uh, I, man, this is so hard. Um, 
because there's no way for me to filter in a coked out David Crosby into <laughs> he this. He could have been in this. He could have been on the recording himself. He could have been there. He could have been on that recording. So and I think the story went actually that there was a coke fueled David Crosby that actually came into this recording session with Harry Belafonte. Oh, I heard. And he one. said, "Yeah." He goes. You know what, Harry? You're a scumbag. And Harry, and this was right in the middle of the recording, right? And David, David Crosby charges in there. Says, "You know what, Harry? You're a scumbag." Uh, David Crosby reeked so bad, apparently, <laughs> that the stench apparently made the 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 other recording musician in the studio just start crying. Just, just, and they filth had and to onions. leave. They they had to leave. They had to leave the studio, and then they had. They're like, "Who do we get to replace this person?" Yeah. We'll call Bob Dylan. Oh, I love it. I, and lo- so I love it. So that's kind of David Crosby inadvertently caused this to happen. Oh, yes, yes. I. You know what? I, I'm amazed that he was a part of, you know, he was part of everything. He's kind of like the Kevin Bacon thing. He is. It's everything like traces third back. third degree of David, yeah. Cokefield, David Crosby. Co- yeah, Cokefield, David Crosby. When you get shirts that say Cokefield, <laughs> David Crosby, it's just like a, a giant, like a giant Wilford Brimley mustache just completely like frosted with with pure Colombian with cocaine like, in, like an insane stare like a, uh, a yeah. what is that called like the 33 mile stare or something yeah. or whatever like yeah on the front of this sh- yeah on the front like, of the shirt like it's he that. just sees through your soul oh he sees through your soul and and so like even people looking at the shirt like kind of like they feel it and then the back <laughs> of the shirt all it is is like a pistol just dipped into a giant bowl of cheese yeah, just like that's it, just a pistol and, then it and says, cheese. Why? Why? With a question mark. Why? That's what? it. I so I I kind of like just sitting the studio here. Um, the studio here is pretty amazing, folks. I wish I could describe it, but there, there's instruments everywhere and there's posters everywhere. I mean, it's just like really, really, really a, just a cool place to kind of look around. It's real classy. It's very classy, but also up on the wall is this amazing picture, and it's this big giant poster of Bob Dylan playing the bass guitar oh yeah and it is uh-huh. a beautiful and wonderful picture i remember seeing it going bob dylan's playing bass guitar and it's a fender um yeah i'm and i'm wearing a fender shirt actually hey there um, you go oh i'm that's gonna right. go with the bass with oh a, that's a good answer all right that is a that is a fair point because bob dylan has played all of these instruments to be fair uh for writing credits on songs so oh. it was the harmonica, though. Oh, he has a harmonica. Lalo, Lalo just, was correct. Lalo was correct. He just called it because he's playing the bass, but I didn't notice he's got a harmonica. <laughs> Bob Dylan made his professional recording debut this week in 1961. He played the harmonica on the Harry Belafonte recording of Midnight Special. He made 50 bucks for the session and began his professional done, recording Lalo. career. Good job. Nicely done. All right. So yeah. uh, let's move on here. We got some movie TV entertainment news. Ooh. Check this out. Gene Simmons, there he is. Uh, Ooh. The uh, tongue, the Gene tongue. Simmons, uh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. God. Uh. <laughs> he's he got a, a grumpy deal. old guy. He's got it? a deal for a Kiss bio, biopic here coming out. It's being fl- uh, fast-tracked by Netflix. Gosh, say that five times fast. Uh, uh, fast, fast-tracked by Netflix? <laughs> fast-tracked by Netflix? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Full cooperation of uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, of course, although still unannounced officially. Deadline uh, reported the film is titled Shout It Out Loud, and will be directed by Norwegian filmmaker Joachim Roning, best known for Kontiki, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay. Okay, well, I know the second one, but I don't know that first one. It's Um, not even Joaquin. It's it's J-O-A- 
C H I M. Yeah, that's very unique. Um, all right, so I guess uh, he said about the film, quote, the band's arena anthem's big part of this, but the film will focus on that duo going back to where they were two misfits, misfit kids from Queens cool. who, performed an un, or who formed an unlikely friendship, starting Kiss after enlisting Ace Freely and drummer Peter Chris. blah, blah, blah. So check it out, though. I mean, for Kiss fans, that's probably going to be cool. It sounds like it's totally official, so I'm sure it'll Dope. be well done. Uh, full cooperation of, uh, of the... The shot callers there, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, so check that out. Nicely done. This is interesting movie TV entertainment news this week. LeVar Burton is yes. going to be the guest host for Jeopardy. Make it make it the permanent. Just don't even do guest host. Just make it LeVar Burton from the, this point forward. There was months of campaigning. There's a lot of people that wanted him to do it, and he's finally been chosen to guest host Jeopardy. Awesome. They confirmed this past Wednesday that along with Burton, anchor commentator George Stephanopoulos Broadcaster Robin Roberts and journalist David Faber, as well as sportscaster Joe Buck, will be behind the podium for the final episodes of season 37. All right. Nice. Uh, very but Don't cool. take my word for it. Uh, there you go. News from around the world. Taco Bell testing vegan meat alternative. Okay. Uh, they're testing All this right. down in actually in L.A. right now. It's called the Cravitarian Taco, which is made with shredded cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, and a corn shell. And it's basically a protein made from pea and chickpea blend. Oh, yeah. That will be a substitute option for seasoned beef in any menu item. You know, Cravitarian Taco actually sounds like an STD. <laughs> That's actually a band, Cravitarian Taco. <laughs> the little or, known or a ex- cult. experimental um, Scandinavian band. Oh, Cravitarian Cravitarian yeah. Taco. They're pretty crazy. Oh, because um, I just think picture of that. It's all Scandinavian bands or death metal. <laughs> right. Like they're like, would you like to hear some jazz? And they put it on, and it's just like <laughs> death metal jazz. <laughs> it's the notes you don't hear, <laughs> right? Cravitarian uh, Taco. Uh, it's like on tour next year with Deicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one of those Cravitarian Tacos. I would too. If it ever comes around, I would that too. Sounds a good idea. It's not like the meat tastes like meat anyway at yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, it's no, like, no. It's like ground up sadness. Yeah, just... and the and the beans are like they they're just powder that you just put. Yeah, water they into. are. They yeah. literally are just powder. Yeah. Um, all sadness. Right. <laughs> uh, weekly WTF this week. South Florida McDonald's offers fifty bucks just for people to come in for an interview. Apparently, in the fast food industry right now, all across the nation, nobody wants to go to work, and there's a huge work shortage in the mm. fast food industry because. Yeah. Uh, there's like the unemployment, the enhanced unemployment benefits basically yeah. meet what they were getting paid. And so people are cool with just not coming in. Mm-hmm. And then also they say that they don't want to go out and work in these types of jobs with the public uh, that are very fast paced, always in constant contact with the public. It seems like a lot of people are reevaluating those types of jobs. Oh, yeah. Yep. So now they're uh, surprisingly, this $50 offer hasn't attracted many applicants. They're saying that other hiring efforts have actually worked well, including hiring bonuses and raises starting and raising their starting wages yeah. to attract more workers. I think that's a better way than saying, here's 50 bucks if you come in for an interview. Yeah. That's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. Right? That's not like real positive reinforcement or an no. incentive. And I, you know, honestly, like I think everyone should at some point start like working at some fast food joint or something that they don't like ultimately is like their first job just do it for like six months just to teach you a little goddamn humility yeah but exactly you no, know it's true for when you go out to the restaurant world and interact as a customer and you won't be such yeah. an, an asshole oh yeah, yeah big time it's big true time. 
But McDonald's is, um, I uh, honestly, I mean, I even though they're like a huge sponsor of ours. Oh like, yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, I, I watch what we say about them. Yeah, I, I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in over 20 years. Did you know that like a lot of vegetarians think that they're if they just get like a some McDonald's fries. That oh, actually, that it's yeah, totally yeah, vegetarian. It's, it's got, yeah, it's got fucking like no, beef it's tallow. Lard. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like beef, beef. It's, crazy yeah it's, no no everything is slap on the hand and that's the thing with uh, these they're gonna have to do a complete overall overhaul yeah because even if it's a vegetarian taco all that other shit they just said oh yeah is not ve- vegan or vegetarian like no. having cheddar cheese and sour cream on there yeah i mean that's on, on already that's like cravitarian so, yeah yeah you couldn't do ve- you couldn't do vegan yeah, that's for sure. And then you have to have like a, you would have to have a separate area to like prepare that stuff. Yeah, that wouldn't have cross contamination. Oh yes, with meat products yeah. and other items, right? Like that's you true. couldn't have that stuff on the same assembly line. Yeah, absolutely. And I never really understood that with a lot of those kind of like vegan options or vegetarian options. That uh, if the, if you're super strict about them. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's more of just a casual thing, more like a trendy thing. Yeah. But if you're super strict about them, a place like McDonald's, you wouldn't want to order anything like that there because, like you said, it's like all their fries are oh, yeah. cooked in animal fat and everything's kind of, you know, yeah. cross-contaminated. In, they're frying those veggie patty burgers on the same things that they're frying the regular yeah, ones yeah, on, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. They're not using a different grill. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? That's why, um, so like, when I, when I cook at home, <laughs> if I cook for other people, I make sure not to... Um, I make sure not to, to to walk in or even cook in um, the the torture chamber part of my house because right. I would make sure that because there's well, some bad. people that's who don't bad, like you know. the taste of human meat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but torture chambers aren't for everybody. Yeah, you know, kind of shocking sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to cross contaminate. Right, and that's good. See, you got the best interest mm-hmm. in mind. Absolutely. Know? Well, that's what they teach you at the that the the Church of Wagonathon. Like they teach <laughs> right. you not to cross contaminate. How to keep a nice, clean torture chamber. Yes, exactly. Right. It's all part of it, and it's because OSHA could come by sometime. Well, yeah. Be like, look at this meat cleaver and this chain here, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You have it doesn't look like you've cleaned this, and I see some uh, black mold. Yeah, absolutely. And we could shut you down. Yep. So shove it, Cthulhuist. <laughs> yep. What Gonathon's all about, you know, making OSHA sure food standards. safety. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, people and food safety. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> all right, guys, that does it for us this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same at Rock News Weekly. Uh, especially on Instagram for our weekly video updates that we do every week. It's a little minute-long video that fills you in. You could share it. You could get a heads-up as to what's uh, in store for you every week. And, of course, all the photos from our interviews and stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more coming up later this year. Uh, they're all at rocknewsweekly.com, so check it out. And, of course, you, if you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. There are links through Anchor FM to donate if you guys want to be a monthly subscriber. It does help us uh, bring some snacks in here in the studio, as well as our time to edit and put all this stuff together. Uh, We do appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace!